0: Listening to Radio Maria, a Christian voice in your home. We now bring you Battle Ready with Father Dan Rehill. Good morning and welcome to Battle Ready. It's so great to be with you. Let's begin with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your sacred heart. In union with the holy sacrifice of the mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins for the intentions of all my relatives and friends and in particular for the intentions of our holy father amen in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen so it is mondays with mom but guess what my mom is busy she's got an appointment so i have another mom here welcome mary pat
1: thank you father it's great to be here
0: good to have you here you are a mother you are a grandmother
1: true and so (laughs) blessed yes i have four children and four granddaughters and i have a husband (laughs) he's an important factor of that
0: (laughs) that's always good because that's not always the case
1: (laughs) Uh, and we have so much for which to be thankful for
0: sure we do and you always are thankful you're one of these very happy joyful people um what, now, I know you've, you're you involved in many ministries, but one one in particular I wanted to speak about today was about um, the parent praying for the children. Is that so, correct?
1: So true. Um, the Lord placed on my heart years ago, probably 30 years ago, um, this desire to get to young people before they made decisions to be sexually active, to pray for their children purity and to um, let them, you know, realize how much God loves them. And um, in part of the path that the Lord's uh, led me on, I have the blessing of going into schools and into youth groups and communities to talk with young people about chastity. Um, And from the very beginning, I felt very passionate about the um, parents being a big part of that. And so I spend two hours with parents before I talk to young people because parents are the primary educators of their children. And, um, and I was c- cut out of that um, in some of the schools where my children were as we moved around. And so um, anyhow, it um, is so important for us as parents to pray for our children and to model what it is we want them to know, and that's the love of God. And if we're married, uh, the most important thing that we can do for our children is to love one another as married couples. That's their, you know, that's a big foundation of their security and the first really model of what marriage is.
0: Yeah. And before we go any further, you know, some people don't realize, uh, probably most people that listen to the show do, but most people in the world, in the United States, uh, there's been a mainstreaming of sexual impurity into the culture. And uh, the children today, in, in by and large, are being raised to think that um, immodesty, impurity, and all these other things are normal. In fact, they're not just normal. They are promoted. They're promoted by Hollywood and by Madison Avenue. So... All these television programs, it's its unbelievable what people are dressing in and then being filmed in for the, mostly reality shows, too. Uh, but this is not the truth. If you would go back to the middle 1800s, uh, Father Don Bosco was taking care of orphaned little boys. And the Lord revealed to him that many of these little boys are going to go, if they don't repent, are going to hell for sins against uh, purity. In the middle 1800s, orphan boys with no internet, no cell phones, no uh, apps to get caught up in. Right? Then we go to 1917. Our Lady of uh, Fatima uh, takes the children to hell, and the little boy um, Jacinta is that the little girl? Little girl. Uh, Jacinta's carried uh, through the crowds, and she's talking about the vision of hell, and she says this. Quote, more sinners go to hell because of sins of impurity more than any other. How Mm -hmm. how could a nine-year-old even know what that meant? I think she was just quoting what the Blessed Mother must have told her. So this is a problem. It's a big problem. So what you're doing is very important.
1: We are in a war, and your show, um, Battle Ready, it's so perfect that we are in a battle for the hearts and minds and souls of our kids. And it's a battle each of us needs to enter. Um, whether you can talk to your children, or talk to other people's children, or just get on your knees and pray and fast, it's so important. But Father, you mentioned Fatima, and that's one of the things I pulled up. You know, Sister, you know, Sister Lucia just died in two thousand five, and um, uh, she wrote a letter to a cardinal, and I wanted to just read this quick um, quote. She said in that letter before she died, the the final battle between the Lord and the kingdom of Satan will be about marriage and the family. And she said, don't be afraid, because whoever works for the sanctity of marriage and the family will always be fought against and opposed in every way, because this is the decisive issue. And then she concluded with hope. Nevertheless, our lady has already crushed his head. So this is words from a visionary approved by the church um, that says that Our Lady said the final battle will be against marriage and the family. And look at what's going on in our culture. It's incredible. And you mentioned that, but Father, I just taped in last week, I pulled up notes from a a retreat you did for several women in our area on the anti-marriage. And you went through history about how our laws have changed with contraception. And and you see in the last 100 years, it's been such a slippery slope. Um, I don't know if everyone realizes that before 1930, every church, every Christian church thought artificial contraception was an intrinsic evil in and of itself. It was wrong. There were laws against the selling and mailing of items that could be used for contraception or abortion. And um, in 1930, um, the Anglican church said that contraception would be okay in serious reasons in marriage. And that was the opening of the gate. Um, The Catholic church has never opened that gate. It stands it has stood firm. However, we don't hear about it enough. And it's not only the responsibility of priests to share this message of the beauty of marriage and the call that we need to be open to procreation and open to life and and that the unitive, beautiful unitive factor of factor, faction in marriage, that we give total gift of self. It's freely given as John Paul II says, it's totally given, it's faithful, and it's fruitful. It's our responsibility as lay people to share this beauty too, not just our priests, but we have to encourage our priests. And so it is a battle for young people, but it's worth fighting.
0: I remember that uh, retreat, and I remember the reason I gave it is because I had just finished a book called The Anti-Mary Exposed, uh, Rescuing the Culture from Toxic Femininity, you don't hear much about that you always hear about toxic masculinity um, I probably read it during the the three months leading up to Easter because that's when I'm in Exodus 90 and that's when there's no TV and I read about a book a week I literally read about a book a week during that time because I have so much you know in the evenings all I do is read when I'm not composing homilies or whatever uh, and the one thing I remember so clearly from that book there was many poignant lessons but one was, you know, Cosmo magazine in its heyday was a huge publication, one that all the young women were buying. It was like uh, a reference guide on how to be hip and cool in the modern world. And I remember the, I guess the editor at the time was uh, Helen Gurley Brown, one of these women that's, you know, self promoting as a, a leader in women's rights and all this. Anyway, uh, somebody who worked on the staff. Uh, reported to the woman who wrote the book, the woman who wrote the book is Carrie Gress, that um, you could anybody could be a Cosmo girl, which meant the girl on the cover was the Cosmo girl. So every month there'd be a new girl on the cover. And the Cosmo girl could be anything. She could be a firefighter. She could be a nurse. She could be a doctor. She could be a lawyer. She could be anything but two things. What do you think those two things were?
1: Well, she couldn't be a mother and she couldn't be a virgin,
0: probably. That's right. That's right. She couldn't be a mother or a professed virgin. Those were two things that could never make the cover. So you can see, and I'm sure that was, you know, something they came up with. This was not a direct attack against the Blessed Mother. I don't think these people even were thinking of the Blessed Mother. But those are the two things, the two beautiful things that identify Our Lady so clearly is Virgin Mother. And those mm-hmm. are the two things they re- that were so repulsive to that magazine. They said they could never be on the cover fascinating
1: it is and you remind me of a video that parents can go to you can just search online for this dove video d-o-v-e and what it does is it shows the background of how they um do makeup and literal um changes of the structure of faces before they take the pictures and put people on the covers of these magazines. And so it's so good for young women and men to see that what you see in magazines is not reality. And yet we are bombarded with those pictures and think that we have to compare ourselves to such perfection. And then we have this, I can never, um, I can never measure up. I can never be beautiful enough. And you know, that beauty that's displayed in those magazines that are trash. And really, if we have those magazines in our homes, we need to burn them Um, because it's not only the pictures that are deceiving, it's the messages that come in those magazines that we are inviting into our home and we don't even realize much like cable TV And cell phones that we have with data plans on them that we give freely to our children. And so I'm not beating up on parents. I'm just asking them to step back and look and to see and to ask the Lord to show them how they can be the protectors and the providers for their kids that they're meant to be and not give in to all the pressures of the culture.
0: The other thing that's important is... um children have to be exposed i would say even in the womb to a house that is focused and centered on jesus and prayer if you do this this will be normal you will be normalizing your child into what is the truth that the center of our lives is supposed to be about god and then about a family And then the world comes in and all the vocations to go and out and work and do things in the world. But the reason the the world is last is because we we first get filled up by God and then we take him out to the world to expose the world to to Jesus Christ. That's how it's supposed to work. So if your kids are first going out to the world and then around 10 or 15, you're trying to expose them to Jesus, it's not going to work. It's too late. You've lost them at least temporarily until by act of God and his grace, they can be brought back in. But it has to happen from the womb forward. So that baby, even as it's an infant, should be in its little, whatever those little things they put them in on the floor, those little bouncy chairs, what do you call those? Yes,
1: bouncy chairs. Okay,
0: and as the little baby sitting there who has no idea what you're doing, but you're praying a rosary as a family. And eventually that child will start understanding words and they'll understand, one of the first words they'll, they'll learn are the rosary. And that child will grow up having the culture of the, of the faith from the very beginning in their heart. And that is how you form a child. It shouldn't be an afterthought. It shouldn't be uh, the last thing we fit in at the end of the day when the kid's a teenager. By the time they're teenagers, they're so rebellious, they're not going to listen. You have to, It has to be in the beginning. So if you're listening and it's already too late, don't despair
1: no. if you
0: haven't done this already. But, you know, if because if, there's other things you can do to get them back. One is consecrate your kids to the Blessed Mother, even if they're already t- teenagers or older. We can talk and, about that later.
1: And I would say it's never too late. It's never no, too late. Never. Even when their hand is out and they're telling you they don't want to listen, Then here's what I say. Get them in the car. Get your seatbelt on lock the doors, get on the interstate, go 70, they're yours. You know, they can't get out. You have time, you can sing songs, you can do something, be together. And the other thing that's so important, Father, as imperfect as all of us are, um, you don't have to be perfect. Your your imperfect efforts of prayer together as a family, God blesses that. Um, All of us have a desire that our husbands are the spiritual leaders of our homes. Sometimes that's not the truth. And we have to, as women, take the lead in that, and pray that they'll they'll bypass us. But we can't wait for somebody else to do the job for our kids. Um, and and I would say, family dinner is so important. We're so busy with activities and different um, sports and all uh, that's often oftentimes I, um, an afterthought. And one of the things that I I laugh about still, family gatherings, extended family gatherings are important and games are important. Our kids have lost the ability to socialize because they have these devices. And you see it all the time. I see it all the time when you walk through a restaurant or walk through a mall or you walk through a museum. Everybody's on their phone, even when they have people around them. And so we have to be brave enough to be the adult in the room that's willing to put our phone down and then pass a basket and say, give me your phone uh, for your extended family and your kids at dinner time and actually open the opportunity to share about your day and to actually show that you're acknowledging the presence of God in your children. And that's what John Paul II's Theology of the Body is, is that, our bodies make visible the invisible which is the presence of god and just acknowledging one another's presence is a gift to that person who receives that
0: uh, you've never been to Medjugorje, have you
1: oh yes i have oh you
0: have have you met patrick what? and
1: patrick and nancy no but i know us uh,
0: okay patrick lata was a uh, philandering very successful millionaire businessman who had, I think three wives before he met Nancy, maybe two, I don't remember. He had self admitting that he was a terrible husband and even worse father. His kids were a mess. And, um, it was later in life that he discovered, uh, Medjugorje and came back to the church and became very devout. But then he didn't know what to do with his kids who were all over the place. I think his daughter got married two or three times before she was 25. So, He's got this dilemma, and um, Nancy says, we have. you consecrate your children to the Blessed Mother, and you pray the rosary for them every day. So that's what he did. He didn't know how to do it, so he f- found a consecration prayer, and he did it. His kids all started coming back to the church and fixing their lives, or God was fixing their lives for them. Mm-hmm. So the one who was this crazy, alcoholic, rugby player, always getting in fights, he... Um, he asked, the, his, this is his youngest son, if he'd like to pray a rosary. And his son declined for months before he finally agreed one day. 19 years later, that son is a Catholic. He's married. He has two beautiful kids. He's a teacher at a Catholic high school. Oh. And uh, what, one year, he even took 52 kids from his school to Medjugorje. Wow. The second son went to Medjugorje once, and Patrick gave him, the father gave him a rosary. He went back to Canada and later... Called Patrick to tell him he was quitting drinking. Uh, he quit his rugby, which was all the drinking was happening, and he became a fireman. And his father said, "How is that possible?" And the son said, "The rosary you gave me in Medjugorje. The rosary you gave me in Medjugorje." So that kid, he clung to it and eventually started using it, praying with it. Today he's married and has two beautiful kids. So you know, Our Lady said that you know, if you do this, pray the rosary for your family, I'll show you miracles in your family.
1: And she will. And she will. Incredible. And that is the hope that anyone listening to our conversation, I would beg you to hold on to. Don't despair. Your suffering is never wasted. And, um, you know, we can't undo what's already been done, but God can. And he can use it for so much good. Look at just the fruits of that man's children. How beautiful is that? How beautiful. Yeah. And it's, ha-
0: it's happening all over. It's ha- yeah. People, lives are being transformed. But, you know, it's often hidden. Because, mm-hmm. you know, certainly a lot of people just don't want to talk about the problems they have in their lives. So they, they, they don't share, but, but they're yeah. out there. But the priest generally always hears everything because that's the first one they go to right. when they have a problem. So I hear about it more than most. But I'm telling you, there's great things happening in the lives of people who are pers- persevering in their prayer.
1: Right. And and we used to be so thankful for you, priests, and we as a lay people have to pray for you. We dump a lot on you and walk away. We feel great and you're there with it. So, but we need you for the sacraments and we need you for the Eucharist. And, you know, that is um, such an appeal, I think, to us, for us to pray and sacrifice for our priests um, and not be drugged down by. The negativity. We need to lift up um, and pray for our, our priests. But Father, listen, I owe my life to Our Lady of Medjugorje. Um, I was one of those uh, cafeteria line leaders. Um, I thought I got to pick and choose and uh, do what I wanted to do as far as the church's teaching. And I um, It was when I was in Medjugorje, standing in the vestibule of St. James Church, when I read an article about the birth control pill being uh, an abortifacent, and I, my eyes popped open. I'd only used the birth control pill for about mm, a half a year, nine months, the first year of our marriage, and it made me a wreck. I mean, think about it. You've got artificial hormones going into your body, shutting down a perfectly healthy system it's the only part of medicine that ever shuts down something that's healthy, right? I mean, why wouldn't you feel terrible? But then um but I had that contraceptive mentality and um you know, I had just gone to confession but the lord led me to that 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 article and I went right back into that confessional and um and that priest was so beautiful and so um you know, he was so tender and helped to explain a little bit. And he said, the Holy Spirit will explain the the rest to you. And that's what launched me into that conversion. First of all, my husband was thrilled. He wanted more children. And I had two children and I thought it was perfectly content and everything was perfect, right? One boy, one girl, what more could you want? And um, so when I came back from Medjugorje with that trip and told Joel that we couldn't use birth control anymore he was thrilled and he's the convert now i was the cradle catholic and so the lord blessed us with six more pregnancies but i lost four children but we have two beautiful girls and they are the the flesh and bones of god's mercy and um and they happen to be very beautiful and very faithful and so the world when I, I wear this medal of the Blessed Mother around my neck as a constant reminder that I owe her everything. And so standing before young people and begging them to live purity, it is a joy and it is, uh, well, I can just say it's a battle worth fighting and nothing scares me because I was the leader of the rebellion pack. So. Praise God for Our Lady of Medjugorje.
0: <laughs> yes, praise God for Our Lady in general. Uh, know, we, we, whatever title. That, I, we, we don't have much time. But we I once met a woman who was signed up to go to Lourdes. And um, then we were having this trip to Medjugorje. And she says, oh, I really want to go. I feel like I, this is the one I have to go on. But um, I'd have to cancel my trip to Lourdes. Do you think Our Lady of Lords would be angry? And I said, it's the same lady. Right. <laughs> I don't think she cares whether you land in France or in uh, Bosnia. She'll be fine either way. Uh, Anyway, thank you so much, Mary Pat, for coming on and and opening our eyes to some of um, the wonderful things happening in the world and, and, and the ways to combat the things that aren't so great.
1: Well, and may I beg for prayers from your listeners as I talk to young people about purity and chastity and challenge them to make a promise to wait until marriage and be faithful in marriage. The prayers are
0: so important. Absolutely. You Mm -hmm. heard it there, folks. If you're listening, pray for Mary Pat Payne's ministry with the youth. We have a big week coming up. Um, Tomorrow I'm going to be taping an interview with um, Kathy Lee Gifford that will be airing later next week. Uh, Wednesday, Father Richard Heilman, who is one of the founders of uh, the United States Grace Force, Uh, also has a blog called Roman Catholic man. He has a spiritual warfare program coming up and we're going to talk about that on Wednesday on Thursday. I don't know if you've been following the gym owner from Belmar, New Jersey, Ian Smith, who had his gym continually shut down during the pandemic. And he valiantly kept keeping it open for his patrons in the name of freedom. He will be on to discuss his latest bid. He is running for office to, uh, help bring our country back to the freedoms it was founded on so tune in all week it's going to be a great week god bless you all thank you mary pat let me give you my priestly blessing may almighty god bless you the father the son and the holy spirit this is father dan signing out